Welcome to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. <laughs> we're the podcast where we talk about gay stuff and discuss LGBTQ plus history. Uh, I am Thomas. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> and this week we're going to talk about the House of Impossible Beauties mm. by Joseph Casera and the start of a political action committee <gasps> called Elpac. Elpac. El Pac. El Pac. El Pac. No, El Pac. No, no, no. L as lady or lesbian pac. Oh. A pack of lesbians. Speaking pack of, of a, lesbians. A, a pack of lesbians, what about a pack? No, I got nothing for that. That's not a <laughs> what good What about a pack of bones? A pack of bones. There we go. I was like, I started going and I was like, ooh, that, mm, that's not a good transition. Don't a, worry. I gave you the alley A pack of bones. Yes. Uh, you know, like the ones you get from baked bones. So if you have uh, pups, doggies, fur babies, well, show them the some love with some baked bones dog treats these aren't just any treats they are specially baked bones they have cbd which is great because cbd has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety both humans and dogs so thankfully baked bones they have your dog covered with these delicious treats that your dog will surely love uh and you know what we just recently had some thunderstorms roll in those baked bones they do the thing why because these things are made from these beautiful bones these wonderful tasty bones are made from organic human grade ingredients with full spectrum hemp oil uh, and their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. You can check out bakedbones.com for more information on CBD. Uh, for more information on CBD for dogs and the other benefits it may provide, Baked Bones offers free shipping on all, order, all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code GAYSTUFF15. That's right, gay stuff. Fifteen baked bones is LGBTQ owned and operated, and is based in Houston, Texas. Houston, beep, beep, baby. Baked bones is now available in Manrating Mercantile, which is a store based in Houston and Austin. Baked bones, baked bones proudly donates ten percent of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Baked bones, baked dogs, happy. Wow. You would think, you know, they must be new sponsors because it sounds like I've never read that ad <laughs> in my life. <laughs> What are words? Oh, what are words? And, you know, I, maybe I'll get this right. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us if you like uh, hearing us uh, say words. 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 Uh, subscribe so you can hear future episodes. You can visit our website at letstalkaboutgaystuff.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff and on Twitter at Talk Gay Stuff. Um, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. But you really want to follow that social because you get a daily dose uh, in LGBTQ plus history. And, you know, sometimes people don't like what we have to post. Sometimes people sometimes. report us to Instagram sometimes. and Facebook jail. And it we get a whole discussion. We get Ugh. we get uh, we get policed. That was you remember you remember that yeah, happened. Yes, I remember. Soon? That was last week. Yeah, what happened? Uh, so I, I well, I got an Instagram and saw that uh, Dusty and Kindle had yes. commented on uh, one of L Tag's posts, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what they posted because if maybe like the mm-hmm. the whatever was in the picture was maybe a little bit you know racy or something like that that people couldn't handle. It literally just said like. Be gay or something like so that. Gay is proud. Gay is proud. There you go. It said, "Say aloud, gay is proud." And this was we were uh, remembering the fiftieth. The Stonewall or, was the yeah, 28th. the 50. the night of Stonewall Second. and the uh, the fifty second uh, anniversary of Stonewall, fifty mm-hmm. first uh, celebration of the Christopher Street Liberation mm-hmm. March. Mm-hmm. 
for freedom, which is gay pride, the first gay pride parade. Yes. Uh, and so there was a, uh, we were quoting a, um, one of the marchers in that mm-hmm. uh, first pride event. Uh, and uh, they said, you know, gay is, say it loud, gay is proud. And apparently it was flagged, Instagram it was flagged, flagged as sensitive content. And then when you went to share it, it would say, notice, do you really want to share this? Yeah. Because some people will be, are every, all of your followers will be warned that it contains sensitive subjects. Yep. And you know, I went ahead and did it. And then I posted oh, I the did. whole thing about what the fuck and then i sent y'all messages and i had more followers of me respond to my personal saying what the fuck like this is so ridiculous even my mother so so many people from the gym commented like responded to me and was like what the fuck is going on like i have no idea literally no clue people were angry i think the only thing is the only and i'm not i'm not even playing devil's advocate here she's just being the devil she She is just the devil is the word riot could have been used to describe what ha- happened. What ha- happened? What? That is a generous interpretation. I, but, but that's the only thing because that is the only. Well, it's the only. It's the only uh, like speech that was hate. Like the word riot could be deemed as. No, which I is, think it was the gay. Yeah. Yeah, this is right after Roe v. Wade is overturned. Yes, it was. It was like days after. And the Republicans said so you're abnormal, and that you we you know mm-hmm. Supreme Court said come for come for gay marriage because mm-hmm. we are ready to hear it. And gay so, marriage and right the right that, to privacy. The gays were like, you know what? But I I, I will give you that sliver of. Mm. Uh, justification that it was the word riot. I've never heard that explanation. I well, I only the only reason I did is because everything with everything going on with the thing about the January sixth and then everything going on with the with the protest at, about the Supreme Court and everything with Roe versus Wade. I think at that time, I think maybe riot must have been. A, but the only thing is, is like riot wasn't in any sense tagged or anything. Right. So I don't know if it was like some kind of algorithm picked it out on the. I don't know. That was the no. Only I think thing someone I was... reported it, and then Instagram automatically just flagged it because it did get the flag did get removed it according did. to some of our friends it by did. the the afternoon. By the yeah. afternoon, yeah, you can see it now. It's not. There's mm. no flag. Yeah, there. there's no flag on it well, anymore. I'm not gonna go back and look at it and share the show. So I think it was uh, automatically flagged because someone reported it, and so Instagram's like systems mm. like, oh well, oh it's sensitive content. Like someone flagged it. Um, or reported it because I mean you put hashtags on all the things, mm-hmm. so I assume that it was probably some um, yeah you know Nazi troll from United States Trumper so, going so through irate, all the things all and be like oh let me you know it's gay pride weekend like let me flag as much stuff as possible um, so yeah we'll cut to now I think Dusty's the one who reported it. It was dusty. Me? They said the word riot. I was trying to make sense out of it mm-hmm. because there was because it was like the short because sometimes you post you, there the like the posts are longer quotes like you have to you know like look at it and like you know if you share you hold a read you know, oh my like, gosh you, you have to longer. read but those insane but this was like two words <laughs> like it was there was there was so little included I was like what could possibly because there's never any images it's and there's it's always the same back and so I mean like was the only thing different. Is she reading our social media? I read every... It's always the same... It's the same... Never any oh images. My God, no, it's nothing the same background any, it, Nothing different ever. The words are different, but this was a short... Oh, my God. That is called you brand recognition. You know I no. read every single word I, know, I zoom in, because if there is ever an issue... Oh, she read us for film. We hear about it. Yeah, that's right. Um, That is my teacher. I am trained to recognize spelling and grammatical errors. Red pen. Yes, but my master's is in reading. Oh my god! I'm just teaching. She's reading us right now. Hey, I am. We got a comment today because. 
on the day <laughs> on the day of this recording, we uh, we posted something about uh, Jaden Smith's birthday. Mm-hmm, yes. And someone commented like, "Lord, like you couldn't come up with anyone else. Like maybe you should have just skipped this day." And to that, I would say that's a fair comment. But we have plenty of things that are um, uh, that. You could be like, is that really? Mm-hmm. But I will maintain it's important to remember a Jaden Smith or a Ted Kaczynski. I say Ted Kaczynski because there's some tweet there that go. we uh-huh. did a day in life and Twitter still like it's the, still, the yeah. bots are still mm-hmm. twirling on that one. But that's part of our history, right? Jaden Smith, by wearing uh, gender bending clothes, stirred a debate amongst the LGBTQ community for a period of time and amongst pop culture or mainstream culture about boys wearing girls clothes right so mm-hmm. um so that sparked that was that's part of our history same thing with uh ted kaczynski you know for a brief period identified um thought he may be transgender and was considering you know a transition and so with that like that spurred discussion like see I, we told you he was crazy he's transgender so um it's that sort of stuff that i i, I think are, are significant moments to like put in there because it it does um it was a part of it's a part, of, a our part of our history. Mm-hmm. Good or bad. And that's what we do. And it's a current. It, we we cover all generations, mm-hmm. all decades, all centuries. Look, and if you don't like it, you can read us in the comment section, DM us, but you can even send us an email and let's talk about gay stuff at gmail.com. And if you're listening and you haven't done it yet, hit that five star review button and we'll take the five stars yes give us five stars hunties. we can be five star we'll be your commander oh, oh dance commander yes Our national anthem yes <laughs> by david Guetta featuring kelly Rowland. yeah oh, I love yeah that was a that just because you know we're coming off pride recently and mm-hmm. so that's still fresh in the mind because you know that was that was bopping at it was um, blaring at buddies and the eagle and i'll be your commander uh by the way it wasn't not blaring that much because the no. pride bops uh this this season going out to some bars during pride weekend oh yeah a little little iffy and little places. sus yeah certain bars playing like matchbox 20 yeah or during I, Pride Weekend, uh, I went to to a certain bar that was playing uh, hunting videos on the TV, and I just fully Ew. was like, "The fuck am I watching?" Yeah, made my yeah. friends uncomfortable. I fully was like, "Okay, well, like a uh, people hunting, hunting animals." Yes, isn't that like? Then their channel for that, like, like. I don't know what channel they had it on, but it was not the right channel. And they had it on every single TV. So it wasn't like, you know, someone changed the channel on just one. The, the, some of the sound, like the, the musical vibe at some of the bars uh, we were at during Pride Weekend were akin to like going to a small town bar in, at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon. And, you know, I've done it, so I know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's that it was just, like, one TV, you know, blaring. The sound's off. Like, it's really quiet except this one, like, speaker blaring something. And this music was all from, like, the 80s and 90s, and not in a good way. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't C.C. Peniston. I'm like, if you're going to give me some 90s, like, let's do that. Let's, like, you know. Um, but, no, it was uh, it was um, some, some bad music. Yeah, so. I agree with that statement uh, i mean i'm look i'm a matchbox 20 fan okay yeah but, but not when you're looking for uh, yeah, some pride bobs yeah come on but you know the pride was a good season um it 
it was a mixed season, right? It ended on a sour note. Uh-huh. We were going into it like, yay, Pride weekend. We haven't done this in a in this way in Three a long years, time. Yeah. And then uh, you got that Supreme Court ruling, uh, you know, taking women's reproductive rights away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, and then they also sprinkling in some uh, LGBTQ marriage and sodomy. So, uh, but you know, we had some good uh, some good times. We had a great celebration of LGBTQ and allied business uh, community with the Greater Houston uh, Air, the Greater Houston LGBT Chamber of Commerce, of which we were a community uh, sponsor, yes. a media partner. media partner. So that was fun. Um, so again, Pride season's wrapped up, but uh, the signature event that we went to was a luncheon. It was held in Houston on Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. But there's information on the website. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun pictures. Mike Freer was there. He's the exports minister at, uh, and equalities minister from the UK. Reggie Greer was there, a White House senior advisor on LGBTQ uh, engagement. Melanie Larson, who is you know a local news anchor, ABC local affiliate, so she, she was just giving it and uh, her her A game. Um, but overall, a great celebration of um, LGBTQ plus business and allied businesses here in the greater Houston area. Um, this Pride and Business event is the only event that happens in Houston, and the reason we're talking about it because it was a good celebration, and we were proud uh, again media partners for this event, and just continue to be great uh, collaboration partners with the LGBT chamber. You can find out more information about this event, what happened, and you know, stay tuned for next year's event at HoustonPrideandBusiness.lgbt. Uh, you know, we sprinkled a little bit of like um, the sad ruling that was Roe v. Wade um, and all the controversy that it's still in sadness that in frustration that is still brewing through our veins in the media. Uh, but one of our dear... Dear, you know, Judy's uh, in the 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 pan, 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 pantheon. What is it? Pantheon. Pantheon of gay divas. Bet Midler <gasps> stirred oh, up some, some controversy. Bet. She did on the twitters. She uh, she was saying some things um, that many people did deem. Uh, transphobic. Well, because as I, 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 that sparked my my mind because when I was like, oh, you know, taking women's reproductive mm-hmm. rights, yes. uh, that was part of her. Go why people were coming for her. Yeah, you have so the verbatim. I do. You ready for I, it? So I, she said, "Women of the world in all caps. Uh, we are being stripped of our rights over our bodies, our lives, and even our name. They don't call us quote women anymore. They call us quote birthing people or quote menstruators or even quote people with vaginas. Don't let them erase you. Every human on earth owes you." Okay. So End before you read her her response, what do you think? Uh, immediately, I was like, "This is uh, massively transphobic," because that is a those, some of those phrases that she used are mm-hmm. used la- specifically like the last sentence, the the, the biological yeah pe- ones, people the with vaginas ones. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which I've even heard some trans people call people people who menstruate is also a phrase that has been used to yes, identify people. Not all women do yes. Not all yes, but yeah. also it identifies like trans men who. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially still have a vagina um and so it's just one of those things it's like you can't just you are using words that people some are some words are being used against you some words are most words are not being used against you they're you being used to be politically correct to accept people who also have vaginas so that that comes off massively transphobic because 
you are saying you you are being angry about something rightfully so you're being mm-hmm. angry about i mean the country and um the state of the world essentially and the the freaking uh, supreme court taking away bodily autonomy for mm-hmm. i mean yes, millions of people uh but using words that are supposed to be meant to be inclusive and in your anger to create something that is not always the case is not the way to go. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yes, and I, I, I'll take the other. I'll take the other. I'll be the if we're having doing a debate, and he can be the moderator. I will take the oh other podium. Gosh. I if you look, I, I'm not. I'm not. I agree with you. What she said can be deemed as transphobic. Yes. I don't think, as devil's advocate, we can say it was a. I hesitate to say it was a transphobic comment because I don't think that's how she meant. If you look back at. I don't think it's tweet. necessarily how she, is, she meant she is it either. Very I think she reactive. Was, I think she was angry. She is she very reactive. Angry she angry tweets, and I think it just goes to show, which is good, that she runs her own social media. I mean, it's very clear that there is not, you know, Tiffany from accounting doing oh, sideshow. Well, first of all, if she works in accounting, she probably shouldn't be doing the social media account. <laughs> well, but Let's, you know hey, what? I can speak firsthand because our accountant then, then does Midler, our our social media. Bet Midler needs to contact. So, <laughs> I like that. That's a good. good she I, might have to now I because feel, I feel like she gets herself in trouble. Batman, I love Bette Midler. I often feel like though she she very she's very hot headed. She's very quick to quick to, and even if you look at her like historically, she's very quick to to support and say something rather than. And I, I mean, she's she, like share online. Share does I the don't, same thing. I don't think she meant it. With I think she just was like what the fuck, and just started firing off angry words based on her core feelings. And I don't think she was intending to what she said. Which is why we like Cher exactly. and Bette Midler, and I, and because they, they were always out. punching against the the hierarchy, right? The patriarchy, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And so the gay community has endeared themselves to that because at a time when we did not have visible, you know, exactly. icons to, 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 you know, to, to latch to, we found hope in a Cher or a Bette Midler or a Judy Garland who was like, who, F you, everyone. So sometimes a passionate person is going to do yeah. that, right? So, um, and I don't know. It's, um, I don't think the intent is transphobic. I think it's a good object lesson for everybody, not even for people like Bette Midler, but also for everybody to not be so... I, she may have spoken without thinking. I think it's also a good object for people to, to not necessarily listen without thinking. Like, if you know Bette Midler and you follow her and you know her past and her history, then you probably weren't so pissed by what she said. You might have been shocked, like, what What did you, you know? But, like, because you, that's not, that's out of character. It's not like, it would be like, you know, I don't know. You like it's it's. I think that if you were, I don't know. Now I'm stumbling for words. I'm looking at you all in there. <laughs> but I, yeah, well, I was like, do I know? Yes, it's, I know. It's it's like I I I feel like if you are truly understand like and you know their past, I think you realize that that's not what she mm. meant. And I think that it goes to show like if we sometimes we speak too fast without thinking, which she obviously did. She obviously spoke without thinking. You know, like let me let me spell check this. Let me double check this for any kind of problems. She was just pissed, which is understandable but also sometimes we we read things and we react so quickly without really thinking 
and taking into consideration the thing. We read this and be like, oh, what the fuck? I can't you're, believe you're you You're calling said me this. a person with a vagina as which, opposed to a woman. Which if which you is just like, okay, take but, two seconds. And I mean, and so I think everybody's just, and that's just sadly, I think that's also a, a reflection of our nation right now. Everybody is on like on a edge. 10. Yeah. You know, and everybody's More just like a 12. waiting. Yeah, everybody's waiting to either piss somebody off or to be pissed off. And I think... It just it just goes to show we're all sensitive, like yeah. in what we hear, what we say, what we do, what we see. Everybody's just so upset, like the slightest thing can tip us off. And I think it's a compassion thing. And I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it, it is. Um, I think it is difficult to try to communicate, especially if you're not in tune to mm-hmm. a very progressive. Um, like view of the world yeah. like so to say oh i can't just say women i have to say uh people with vaginas exactly. or people who menstruate like you can't just say people with who menstruate because not everyone with the vagina exactly vagina menstruates and right you, you and look so, at bet midler who got her start and she's in her 70s got her started in gay bathhouses the only people there were gay white men who identified as gay white men or straight white men who were there and hope nobody recognized them and through the course of her career now she's here i mean that's a lot of fucking learning to have to do and she's stayed with it for you know a good 40 years 50 years i think you have to kind of look at her past i mean she's not really typically one that is very wishy-washy in her political or moral beliefs Right. Yeah. So I think that that buys not buys her an excuse, but I think that gives her a little bit more of a pause to be like, oh, wait, maybe she just was so pissed. Maybe she was so upset and and uh, maybe she was didn't, you know, and to that end, it's almost not commendable what she said. But like she wanted so badly to support a group. She wanted so badly to get her word out there and get her, you know, response to the injustice. It was just, you know, a little oversight i do think too like when you're heated about something uh your natural instinct isn't going to be like when people are telling you oh you're wrong you should have said it this way your natural instinct especially someone like her isn't going to be like oh you know what you're right they're going to be they're going to get a little defensive uh and say you know no that's not what i meant and so this is what i meant and if you don't like the way i said it too bad yeah but here's what i and if you think i'm transphobic that's not my problem because you should know better, right? And so I do think if we continue to, you know, not to dismiss anyone's feelings, but if our feelings get hurt every time amongst ourselves, um, I, and I may sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'm like, you know, if we can't help, you know, uh, rally behind each other, and I'm not saying this yeah. is not a moment for us to rally behind each other, but if we can't, like, okay, this is, you know, Bette Midler, an ally to our community, mm-hmm. if we can't, get over these things quickly we are going to lose this battle for our rights because then the infighting starts and then while we're infighting something's going to happen and we're not fucking paying attention yeah Uh so um so we can we we need to have tough skin because the other side's coming for us in a way that's Mm -hmm. 10 thousand times more difficult your rights are about to be taken away from you and they have already declared this uh, the republican party Mm -hmm. so if we want to bicker amongst ourselves and call bet midler a transphobic person which I don't think there's any record of that. No, then, other than one bad tweet, then we need to just like, hey, bet 
probably could have come at that a different way. But everyone wants to come at her and have the 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 latest you know hit on Twitter or social media. Say, oh, I was snappier with her, or whatever. And uh, you know, a snappy comment gets you the likes, right? So um, yeah, it, exactly. so but it, it just perpetuates they get you paid sometimes. Too. Yeah, and it gets you. It get it does it just perpetuates a bad argument and uh and we wind up in the situation we're in so i just think we have to be careful do you have just to play all sides do we have her full like her response to the whole thing just so we can see what she said because you know how you deal with with these accusations with this i mean how does she dealing with those accusations and those things thrown at her i'm looking at that as well she said, people of the world, my tweet wa- about women was in response to this fascinating and well-written piece in the New York Times on July 3rd. There was no intention of anything exclusionary or transphobic in what I said. It wasn't about that. Oh, shoot. Sorry. It was about the same old shit women all women have been putting up with ever or since the cavemen. Uh, even then, w- men got... Top billing, but seriously, folks, if anyone who read that tweet thinks I have anything but love for any marginalized people, go to Wikipedia and type in my name. I've fought for marginalized people for as long as I can remember. Still, if you want to dismiss my 60 years of proven love and concern over a tweet that accidentally angered the very people I have always supported and adored, so be it. But the truth is, democracy is slipping through our fingers. Uh, I'm all uh, all in on trying to save democracy for all people. We must unite because in case you haven't been paying attention, divided we will definitely fall. So basically what you were just saying. I think that's a good response. I think, I mean, she, she doesn't apologize because... She, she's, I'm not saying she does... Not that she doesn't feel what she said was wrong, but she's saying, I didn't mean it in this way. This is how I meant it. Look here. Let's... Like what you said... While we're sitting here arguing about this, shit's going down, and we're we're not paying attention to yeah. it because we're worried about semantics. Yeah, which is the important, way that you read but my tweet. At the same time, what what do you you want to be married and you want you want to vote you want to you want to claim your partner on healthcare you want to talk you about have privacy in your you own talk home about verbiage right. What's what's the most important right now? I don't know. It's, it's scary times, uh, and so when I see things like that, I was like, uh, when I saw Bette Midler trending on Twitter, I was like, oh no, did she die? And then I was like, no. well, <laughs> oh, she may God, have died amongst cruel. the LGBTQ community because she said something transphobic um, or deemed transphobic. I, again, yeah. I don't necessarily walk away with that being transphobic. But that said, I'm not a transgender person, so I, mm-hmm. I can't put myself mm-hmm. in that shoes. But I also, I mean, I have to think about like. Um, as a member of this community who's Latino, right? I mean, could someone say something and I just have to be like, I mean, we are in the situation where we're going to have to make interesting connections and partnerships and allyships with folks that we don't necessarily agree with, right? There's different Um, intersectionalities of what we as first, we as gay people have to uh, experience. But then, I mean, at this point in our democracy we are going to have to make amends with things well i'm gonna take it because i i don't want it to be like oh we're gonna have to make things we don't agree with. like this is not me saying within the lgbtq community like there are things that i don't understand that i'm trying i'm learning about right you know mm-hmm. in terms of different um gender identities and whatnot uh our, our sexual orientations um but i'm talking about with you know we, we do a lot of poo-pooing of you know pride and uh these Pride events are oh they're taken over by the corporations, but <laughs> those corporations are likely going to be the ones that uh, help 
us sustain some of the rights that we have, right? Mm-hmm. Because no one's going to listen to us where, you know, marching with signs. Um, they may feel badly for us, but that's not going to change votes. Uh, and, you know, we have most of our Democratic colleagues that were, uh, you know, um, representatives that will agree with us and i don't even think it's all of them but in order to make a sustainable change you're going to need some republicans to flip and the only way you're going to do that is by talking money and the only people who have money are these big corporations that were like oh boo we hate you you only change your logo and price so we need them going to talk to the people that the republicans that they pay for to pass advantageous tax bills they are going to have to say look pass this tax bill but knock it off with this uh lgbt anti-lgbtq stuff because i can't support you there like and so that's this is where we're gonna have to you know have an interesting relationship with the jeff bezos's and the elon musks of the world because people listen to them because they have money which is a sad state uh ideally you know we could be you know uh you know think people are just going to appeal to the humanity but um (laughs) there's a history uh uh in this country that shows you that that's not the case we have yet to pass a law that's you know i mean because an easy fix here would be a law that protects our rights uh you know codifies our marriage into law our right to adopt but that's not the case right um our our rights are only secured by a supreme court ruling which is why we're in a bit of panic Mm -hmm. meanwhile you've got state countries like switzerland although i feel like switzerland did this long would have done this a long time ago they just recently passed same-sex marriage uh into law it was passed by nearly two-thirds of the people uh last year into 2021 so it's been passed and it's finally taken effect um they've had civil partnerships since 2007 but didn't have the same rights uh as hetero married couples so they finally did that which again switzerland like the 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 patron saint of yeah, being neutral, neutral. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you thought that would have been something they would have you think it, europe's advanced but uh, yeah. apparently this is they're one of the last countries to in europe to um to pass uh, or legalize same-sex marriage but uh well but yeah. i guess they're no iceland but um, hey, it's almost like I paid attention. That was two weeks ago. Uh-huh. I don't know. It feels scary, though. I will say, just to mention, you know, we were here what last Friday and just kind of hanging out on Canada um, Day. On Canada Day, we, we had dinner together and we were just hanging out. The girls were painting. The girls, I mean us, uh, us boys, the painting, dolls, painting, the painting fingernails, and it just felt because of all the news that was going on. It felt dark. It felt like yeah. we were in a sewing circle or whatever. You know, the <laughs> gays did it. Yeah, nail painting circle. Like we had to shut the curtain so no one peeked in. Like we didn't, but it was like it feels like those dark times are here again. Uh, and then you start to read the stuff that's going on with monkeypox and like Ooh. the CDC reports, mm-hmm. and it's largely affecting. Um, LGBTQ men or men who have sex with men. Although I feel like that's not inclusive either because, uh, like, what about folks that are transgender, Uh a transgender woman who has a penis and has sex with men? Like, what is that? So, I mean, it gets a little... Men with men who have sex with men is supposed to be like your your like your catch all, right? Because it's the straight man who doesn't identify as LGBTQ plus and so I don't know. It that that I was just thinking like as as we get in light of like the, the bet uh Midler tweet, like nonetheless, monkeypox, I like I've been like, Oh, this is not a big deal but I keep seeing like gay Twitter, gay Instagram posting about it, like eighty hundred eighty two hundred cases around the globe, so it's not like 
we're not at crisis mode and plus there are uh, treatments for it uh and it's not nearly as fatal um but um 8200 cases around the globe as of the re this recording according to the cdc across 57 locations get nearly 800 cases in the u.s um, this is transmitted through direct contact with infectious rashes, scabs, bodily fluids, um, and uh, among also with respiratory secretions during a prolonged face-to-face -face contact or during intimate physical contact, such as kissing, cuddling, and sex. Um, all things that uh, came in. We just came through Pride, right? So you had all a lot of things of, happened in the streets. Interesting, like reading some articles about monkeypox and how it's affecting you know our community. Um, is that a lot of the people that were cited, they're like, oh, I'm an OnlyFans creator and you know, I was having <laughs> sex with a bunch of people or I went to a, yeah. you know, I was traveling through Europe and went to a sex party and a sex club. So it's like, it is gay men being promiscuous, right? right. Not that we're shaming, but I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot, of, a lot of locations are in like Chicago and New York, D.C., L.A., where bigger, they're, yeah. they're having mm -hmm. uh, large circuit parties and stuff Those like that. gatherings where people yeah. know to flock to. For yes, exactly. Kind of but they had this discussion. The community had this discussion during the AIDS crisis. And there was one faction who was like, let us be li us, you know, sexual freedom and liberation. You know, we can be out and enjoy our, our freedom. And then another group saying, we'll put a condom on or be safer. Like, you don't have to have... You know, I was reading one person saying, oh, I'm really sad that I don't get to go out during Pride. I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel badly f for the person, but, like, we don't, ha I mean, there's a couple, of, like, there's, there is some, like, we do have some accountability, right, as people to restrain ourselves, right? Not yeah. to sex shame, but again, yeah. like, that's a little bit on us, so, um I don't know. It is, it's. Well, it's, I saw one person who knew that they had monkeypox and still went out. Right. And I was like. Why, and they like posted, I saw the uh, Twitter attacked him, of course, but it was like, yeah. why, why? If you knew that you had it, why are you out doing it? Or even people that admitted having COVID and going out yeah. to, to all the parties. It's like, okay, you couldn't just miss like one, one weekend of pride, like one weekend of parties. Like I understand that it's pride weekend, but Still, uh, let's mean, be honest. Some of these parties that happened on pride are not any different than any of the other parties. Right. <laughs> just, just more Saturday rainbows. Night. Yeah. yeah. More Le rainbows <laughs> and co more and cost more. Less clothing. Less clothing. Less clothing. Less yeah. Clothing. Yeah. 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 More uh, but you know, it's, it's just crazy. Like I said, to, cause I saw, uh, a CDC report, the, the MMW, whatever the, the monthly morbidity or the weekly morbidity report from the CDC, which is the same one. It was uh, dated June, you know, June 2nd, June 3rd. 2022 but that same report in 1981 around the same time uh was talking about the first aids cases and wow. and again luckily this this doesn't transmit as easily um the it's not as fatal there are vaccines in place i mean we we know about it and are talking about it now versus being hidden but um it's still a disease that's affecting us so you compare you put that back you know you put that in the back you know in our, the forefront of your mind along with the 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 push to repeal some of our rights and uh it feels like we're going back in time yeah and i've resisted saying that because that seems like the cliche uh statement but you know you look at those things you're like where are we yeah what time frame i mean it's true especially with what happened with roe v wade mm -hmm. and hearing these things is like am i back in the 70s and 80s again like what what is this? <laughs> it, it's so odd too to have like to be doing this podcast. Though we've talked about so many stories of like the you know the the Frank Kamenies and the uh, the the um, 
uh, Del Martins and Phyllis Lines, those folks were like, you know, the the older LGBTQ gays and lesbians rather uh, in the the sixties that they were because they were the younger folks at the time. They were like, um, y'all don't know, y'all aren't fighting, y'all are just trying to maintain, you know, your you know your your right to not even right, but you're just trying not to get caught. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you should be fighting for your equal rights. Like nothing's wrong with you for being gays or lesbians. Like, so stop hiding in the closet and trying to play it safe. Like push the boundaries. Let's have equality. Um, so I'm like thinking about my, my personal, like, am I going to be a Frank Kameny or <laughs> Del Martin? Or am I going to be one of these old school gays who, who just like, Hey guys, like, you know, I've got a family to protect. Like, um, I don't know. It's interesting. Like I, it, you know, having talked about this for the past few years, I'm like, Oh yeah, of course. No, Del Martin, Frank Kameny, like Rodney Wilson, like these people, you know, uh, Edie Windsor, like they have balls and that's awesome. And we should like do that. They don't literally have all balls, but whatever. (laughs) Like in the spirit of being, Inclusive, right? Yes, but like they they fight. They have tenacity. Like I want to be like them. Like of course we would. Now like now it's coming to the like you know it's coming to head. Like what what who are you gonna be? It's coming on a what? Yeah, Ooh. that's for a different time. So. Um. No, I agree with what you're saying. I also think that uh, some of those people that you mentioned also like fell in the right place at the right time, and they mm-hmm. were like, you know what, like I'm not gonna just sit by and do this like they might have been in a place where it's like i'm just protecting my family until they weren't anymore you know mm-hmm. uh well, they couldn't so- have families this is the interesting thing about them versus now like i mean some of them were married i mean uh, Edie windsor was married um uh i forget about del martin phyllis lyon i don't think they were frank kameny never was but now like in the last seven years since marriage equality was fully a thing across the u.s Gays could get married, so you form bond, legal bonds, yeah. right? Then have different implications, uh, and you would pre- presumably had children, right? Either through IV, IVF, or you know adoption. And what does that do for your kiddos now? Mm-hmm. And that's a different thing that you didn't necessarily have um, again sixty years ago. So I, um, I don't know. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Chris, but I'm. Uh, no, it's okay. I was just saying that um, essentially what you just said that there, you know, certain points um, um, that of their own lives. But then I had a side point as well. There's always going to be tell- there's always going to be someone that's telling you that you're not doing enough activism uh, in your own way. So, like, I know that I post a lot of stuff on my Instagram page. Uh, I'm not always out at every single protest because I don't have time for that. Uh, I'm not always out, you know, yelling at people's faces and, and, you know, getting pushed down by cops in places. But I am always being very vocal about the things that I'm saying. And that already drives a conversation because I've had plenty of people from, like, my gym who were like, I had no idea that these were things that gay people face all the time. I had no idea, like, about this. I had a conversation with someone from the gym today that she talked about how she has three Three uncles. One of them became a priest specifically because he was gay and didn't want to be forced to have a start to have mm-hmm. to start a family. Uh, another one is still gay and has never married. Uh, and his like grandma, like or his mom, knows a, about 
them and just never talks about it and like never talks to them like these stories that are coming out from like friends and acquaintances that just follow me on on these stories like i never i talked to them maybe said hi to them two or three times in the gym but they're responding to my stories because of the things that i'm posting those that is activism so yeah i mean whether or not people what i'm saying is like people will always criticize and say chris why aren't you at the protest why aren't you doing these things like well i've started conversations in in a multitude of different ways that are not you know, being out there holding a sign, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I post for, to social media for, because I, I cringe every time I'm like, cheer, uh, because, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think anyone cares most of the time, but I, I, I do it to show that as a gay man who's in a marriage with kiddos, like, we're just as normal as you yeah, are, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, you know, prior to that, it was like, I have a business and like, I trying to be a visible contributor to society as someone who's in the LGBTQ community. Like, that's what I'm hoping to impress upon people. And, you know, different people, but uh, there are some people that react to it. And there's like, whenever, anytime I post something, you know, political or not even political, just because being LGBTQ is political um just saying hey i you know spoke at this pride event or whatever um you get less like i get less likes than anything that i've like hey i just did this for my business like um which is sad to see uh from people who follow one thing that's always irritated me is the fact that i that being gay is considered political like why the fuck it's not political yeah, yeah. none of it because the what the, the yeah. comments that piss me off the most because you know i always lurk in those comments yeah, no, uh because i'm always i don't ever i don't i'm not i don't ever engage good but for you. i am always, oh no i hear it's very healthy to do that oh okay. yeah i bet it's, it's good for your is. mental health uh but <laughs> i'll i won't engage i'll just look th- lurk through when i'm always just like cheers to that um but no i'll see uh like certain things that like someone will say like oh you know being gay or whatever and someone comes like don't make it political it's like that's not political that's just a a, a comment about a a man liking a man or a woman liking a woman mm -hmm, like it doesn't even make any sense that's not political everything that has nothing to do with with taxes mm -hmm. or you know who you voted for or anything like that i don't give a shit my liking a cock is not political it does not matter oh god that's gonna be on your tombstone I, I will. I will like say. That. I will I challenge you like a bit, though, Chris. Like I, I will Ooh. say that uh, posting on your social media is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a productive way to outreach. But uh, you do have to get involved in the political pro- process. Not necessarily going to protests, but like door knocking, uh, letter. You know, and you can do all this from your home. And, I, and this is more not just a message to you, but anyone who's listening. We're like, oh yeah, we should do something about this because you can get involved in a political mm-hmm. campaign, and you can text people to vote. You can call people, and you can do all that from your laptop, sitting in your home. So, um, so there are ways to get involved. Uh, in the political process without being, you know, out in the sign, you know, holding the signs. Uh, and there's a place for that. Like, you know, because uh, uh, yeah, I am one who's like traditionally like, oh, what are these, you know, these people that are sh- shouting, you know, Supreme Court justices out of restaurants. Like, I don't necessarily agree with that tactic. Uh, it grabs headlines and attention and makes people uncomfortable. Uh, I'm more of the like, we got to build a coalition and consensus and, and, and work kind of very you know, we have to you know grind through to to make some progress but it requires us to um 
again, get on, you know, if your candidates, uh, whoever your candidate is to, yeah. to get on their, their campaign team to, you know, door knock, uh, call people, text people. Um, but it is, it's cause shit's real now. Like, shit's real. uh, and we have to remember to, fight. I feel like we got lazy the last seven years. Um, of course the transgender community has not cause they've been fighting hard and Very against, um, hard. But we're gonna have to look to them almost to like the to again, again uh, for the playbook like inspire like we we need to fight because right now we're fighting over Bette Midler being a exactly. transphobic and, and we're um, focus on yeah it's a scary time scary times call for scary, scary measures but here here's the thing <laughs> well let's, here's the thing I I would just I I would note like that I am. I've been tried to 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 not look at the, the current environment because for the last seven years uh, since you know Trump has entered the political orbit, there have been a lot of uh, oh this is the worst it's ever been, and I'm like this country was in the civil war, and even after there was a civil war, we had some serious racist, mm-hmm. misogynistic homophobic laws in place right that we have overcome in, in the last 60 years right or they're um, still in place and became trigger laws well <laughs> yeah, it's fair uh but the, you know the, but those but those rights were gonna uh, we were moving forward right um and so it's been bad right um so I've not not been of the doomsday scenario, but you have this overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, taking reproductive rights away from 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 women and people with vaginas, uh, and you have um, you have this you know call to action on LGBTQ rights. It's uh, and I listen to an a like a political news station, and you just hear all these reporters who come in, and they're like, "Yeah, I've never seen it this bad." And all these reporters are jaded, right? They've like seen nothing surprises them. They're like, "Oh yeah, this is just you know a moment in time," and and they're all like, "Our democracy is in trouble." Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so the best thing we can do, and I know people are like, "Oh, we need to go vote." That's what you can do. Yeah. Um, and, at every level and hope that yes at every level that's a, yeah that's i think that's what often is overlooked it's like oh i voted for the pre-. but there's little bitty i say little bitty but like they seem little bitty but like there's elections happening every year well i mean i was telling you guys that one, one person that's running out in like the victoria area like of for the state governor uh state representatives no state senate sorry um and he's a gay man and i like looked at the voting like in the past few elections uh the 2020 election was when they had the most voter voter turnout the election in 2018 and 2016 they had like 4000 people in the entire district which ranged from north corpus christi all the way up to i10 out to Katy, right. and they had four thousand. It was like four, mm-hmm. four or six thousand people. Like that was all who had voted. The twenty twenty election was when the, it ended up being like one hundred and forty something thousand. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was maybe a redistrict of some sort, which is a high possibility to start including Katy, because um, I mean that's a large population. But it was like, look at those numbers. You know, if even you just got. 2,000 more mm-hmm. Democrats to the polls in that instant, they would have turned that entire district blue. Like, that's just the absurdity to me. Um, so, little things like that, I mean, your numbers can count at the end of the day. 
Yeah, numbers numbers do count. I mean, uh, so uh, I mean, I also maintain too. Like, if even if you don't care about my rights, you know, this LGBTQ community spends nearly a trillion dollars in the U.S. economy. That's despite a lack of investment uh, from the business community, other than the thirty days in June uh, in our community, <laughs> right? So, do you think about like if you've invested in that community, our spend could be more, right? And also, our spend could be more if we invested more in the community. Um, if we, uh, I mean. Ha- we are disproportionately disproportionately represented with uh, in in homeless youth like LGBTQ. There are like forty percent of LGBTQ youth. Uh, no, forty percent of homeless youth are LGBT identify as LGBTQ plus. Yet we only make up like ten percent of the population general population. So uh, even if you want to say the like the Gen Z and younger, that's like fifteen percent of the population. So that. But the, 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 the reason I mentioned that stat, if 40% of homeless youth are identifies LGBTQ plus youth, chances are they're getting kicked out of their home. Chances are they're not going to school. They're homeless. They're running into drug issues, right? So those kids will never likely will not make it to through high school to get a high school education will not make it to college or any trade school to get a degree that's going to allow them to make some money uh so that they can build wealth for themselves wealth to find that not millions of dollars but just being able to afford a home and food on the table right so if you think about it if you invested in this community and they had money in their pockets like they could even spend more money right so um and, and just create more wealth for it. not just the LGBTQ community, but the broader economy in the whole. So if you want to come for our rights, you're just, just you're, you're affecting your pocketbook straight anti-LGBTQ people. So um, so even if you don't care about my rights, maybe you care about your own pocketbook, which isn't a sad way to appeal to people, but I think money talks. Yeah, it does. And that's my TED Talk. That's the TED Talk for, for the day. How about we talk about something else? Yeah. Let's talk the House of Impossible Beauties. So we have, I love this book. I read this book a long time ago and we have talked, oh shit, sorry. Well, I was looking at the Pull up to the mic, baby. So we have talked often about, on this podcast, about like the bull, I don't know if I do it. I don't know oh. if I do Kindle on honor a justice he, with his bull. Just think when he says bull, ball, ball, he says, he says bull. like boil. Like boil. Bo- the boil. No, the bull. No, he's a bull. Like B-O-O-L. The bull culture. And, and we've talked about Paris is burning all that. This book is called The Impossible Beauties by Joseph Cassera. And basically, like, if you want a, a quick, just like rundown, it is like the love child of Paris is Burning and Pose. So like, it's, it's a hybrid of the two. And what Joseph Cassera has done is he has written a, a it's a, it's a, it's what, a novel. It's Paris a, is Burning. We've talked about Paris yes. is Burning and, and Pose. Yeah. And Pose, yes. Um, Paris is Burning is a documentary. It's a documentary about the ball culture, about the, about the, in the 80s, the early ball. to, early 80s to early 90s, I guess, yep. probably about all of those figures and how that, where we get all of those terminologies and all those figures right. and houses and and posing. where queer, gay queer yes. men women went to and, and allies yeah, right because exactly. Mich- mm-hmm. Michelle Bashad yes, went Michelle, to yeah, exactly. to express themselves right and their gender identity and 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 into to just fashion and it's just and where we get a lot of those a lot if you watch like like RuPaul's Drag Race a lot of those terms that are now. Just the library is the li- you like watch the house down. Yeah, that's all. That all comes from that culture, yeah. which was a small underground, I guess you know, minute 
population community in the community in, until, yeah. in New York. I mean, I guess yeah. uh, the point being well, well, yeah. that is a, a based on it's not based. It is true life. Like it's a documentary yeah, it is. on it is real definitely. life people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pose is a um, dramedy, fictionalized dramedy recounting of that. I guess to bring. I mean, I I liked it because I feel it brings. I I feel Pose brought more people to like and understand like it's a bridge i feel everything is valuable in um, some instance this is the point where uh one of our listeners illich will send a a, a message to our l tags dm and say or to my personal one be like have you watched pose yet the, <laughs> the answer the illich is still no i illich i have watched the entire season you're whispering i've cried well it's because it's just it's him. A, you're okay, supposed sorry. to be listening shit maybe we will spence and i are looking oh for a. Uh, we should do <gasps> one of those things we where, like, a YouTube, we could do, like, a crossover YouTube where we do one of those reaction videos and we can go viral watching us watch it. Do you think people are going to watch us watch a show that they could watch? People, y- Y'all's I mean, generation got, started that, Chris. I've got three kids. Do you know none of them will do anything of their own selves? They will watch other people fucking do it. Why? That is what, be, be, I don't know. That is what people do. Y'all watch people watch play video games. That's, you watch. I don't do that. Y'all watch uh, people uh, watch uh, people uh, playing video games. It, think about it. You will do what? Do you watch any kind of? Okay, have you ever seen Survivor? No. Shit. Do you ever? I've, I mean, I never like purposefully sat through an episode do you watch do you watch reality cooking art not reality do you watch any kind of cooking show or anything like that yeah see you watch somebody doing something that you could do yourself makeup tutorials makeup tutorials any any anything that where somebody is doing something that you could instead of watching you could go and do it yourself uh you've seen my drag you know i don't watch makeup tutorials <laughs> well i was not gonna go there but if we're gonna go there, hey you should apply for that apply for that uh that oh government grant yes. i do not have dixie on any uh well, i want the state of texas uh, i like i i want you to share that so there's a the state of texas that goes through the federal covid relief mm-hmm. program is offering some uh grants to um performers uh people in the hospitality business okay. uh which includes performers uh up to twenty thousand dollars for lost income due to the pandemic and you know they have like actors and um just I think you can squeeze a drag queen into one of those like uh, occupational codes. If so you can squeeze a drag queen into some of those clothes. Okay. You can squeeze them into this. Level. So the real ask, Chris, is if it's not Dixie, send that over to your drag queen like group, and I would love you Greg Abbott to exactly. cut some checks to, say, to a hey, bunch of drag, drag queens. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I and think then I want to put an art like then we can go to our friends at Outsmart and be like, hey, hey, look here. Let's post this article. Yeah. Let's write this article. Hell, I'll write it for him. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. I'm a writer now. Oh. I, I need another job, I'm apparently. I'm a writer. I'm a writer. No one wants to read my writing, but hey, it's oh. whatever. But it's, 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 right, it's yeah. those, exactly, it's those things where, like, where we get dragged from, where we get all this from, that whole ballroom culture, I'm not going to try to say it because I'm not going to be Kendall. I'm not going to rekindle the Kindle. Bull. Bull. I can't bull. bull. I, I feel like in my head. It's a bull, darling. In my head it says sounds right, but outside it doesn't. So it's basically. Well, I mean, that's most words you say. True. Ooh. True. Very true. So, oh, that was. Oh, 
Spicy? I'm gonna have to take a drink that hurt a little bit. What uh, did it? Are you crying from your ass? No, because I took a drink from my ass. Oh from my your God. ass. Oh, <laughs> I heard ass too. I, that's how he says eyes. Sounds like ass. I was like, sounds like someone's got monkey there pox. Is nothing coming out. What's wrong Any with your ass? Who. Oh, she's Anyhow, she, she uh, top. Um, top. This one? Oh no, no, no one to find those labels. She oh is not. She no, no labels. She is none. Her shirt has hey, no. Joshua. Her shirt has no labels. No. Mm. So that, her panties ain't got no labels. <laughs> her panties, no, no front, no back, nothing. You just put them on. No front, no back. Is those a thing? Well, and if you're no in front, a jock, there's no, no front or back. back. It just depends no. on what you're wearing. No. With however you put them on, that's how you go for the day. All right. Anywho, All right. Anywho, so the house and possibilities. It is about that. That. That early 80s to early 90s culture and he does a real good job this is a really good bridge between like i said between the show pose and the actual reality that was the documentary for paris of bernie it um it has some real life uh real actual people in there like venus extravaganza like uh pepper la beja pepper uh, la beja exactly extravaganza uh, exactly we've got the um, house of la beja dory and cory we've got those real people on there and a lot of the events are historically based but then it obviously takes license it's fiction you know a lot of the events are you know fictionalized but it's based on these real people and their real events and it tells the story of um, a drag book that's exaggerated, exa- groundbreaking, ex- groundbreaking. It <laughs> groundbreaking. <laughs> it tells the story basically of the starting of the fir- of like the House of Extravaganza, the first Latino house in the ballroom culture. And some again, some of it's based in reality, some of it's based in fact, some of it's based in uh, uh, you know fictionalizing those things to get a point. But the the benefit of it is I feel is it it showcases the fact that once again you have this minority culture within a minority culture within a minority culture that is thriving and being their their best, being themselves. And now here we are as a world referencing them they're the backbone of an entire community and it talks about like the aids crisis and he does a really good job of it's it's a dramedy in the sense that like i mean obviously people are dying people are you know you know getting kicked out of their homes because they're gay or they're femme or is they're that the this. comedy part that's that's the <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the comedy. That's so and, funny. And then you've got the dramedy part. You know, like and so it's I loved it because I read I read this after I watched Paris this morning before Pose and it is a really good like I said again, bridge between the two because it shows you that whole culture of these people that again if we don't I feel if we don't talk about them, you know, like how many tens of thousands of men die you know like we're gonna we're gonna lose them and i think that that is very important you know like while it is fictionalized it's still a it's still a representation of you know like one character maybe represents 10 people but in the same sense if we don't talk about it you know we can't talk about it in school now apparently we can't say hey we can't do that if we don't keep these stories alive then that's a whole chunk of these people that we lose that are you know maybe they didn't do anything maybe they you know we have not talked about them here because we don't know their names but they lived they survived they thrived they fought they you know they partied they clubbed they lived they you know they died and and we don't know them and i think i i hate i i that's what i love about this time frame is like 
they, you know, we, we, you know, we talk about all these other people and I don't want that to be erased. You know, like I will, I'll watch this and I, you know, Oh, that's right. Thank you so much. Right, like with my own kids, my kids are a little too young to watch all of Pose because of you know the things deems and as are yours, Thomas. Oh no, they watch it. Oh yeah, (laughs) but sorry, Illich. We don't. Spencer and I don't watch it, but the girls but the watch it. The, the, the young children. The, the the, they keep us up to great. Like I, I delegated that to them. And I'm like, I can't watch it, but the girls, the girls can watch it. And I just, just I, kidding. CPS, because I know they're trying to listen they, to they it now. Trying to find. Governor I feel. Abbott. I love this book because it's another one of those things. I, 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 I say I love this time frame in like gay history, like the, the AIDS epidemic, and I don't mean that light, but I mean it's like. It's one of those things, like, the further we get from it, I feel we're losing a little bit of it. And, you know, you look at the AIDS quilt as, like, you know, oh, it was, you know, displayed. And now it's so big it can't be displayed. And it represents all of these people. And as we move on, if we don't talk about them, if we don't acknowledge this point in history, whether or not we get a cure, whether or not we have people that are taking prep, whether... Like we're gonna, you know, lose these people that are valuable. You know, we we spend so much time in, in as a teacher, we spend so much time teaching all these other things that you know to keep this, you know, this journey alive. This is a huge chunk that is, I fear, in for me personally, that is gonna be lost. And so I love things like this that shine a light on these things that we don't talk a lot about, like Pose. That like you know, I'm sitting there, I'm a white cis gay guy watching Pose. I there is nobody in that sis. show. Says, yeah, SIS, right? SIS, SIS, and there, like, there is nobody in that show that looks like me, and I think that's fabulous. But yet, I can still respect all of those characters and the fact that they represent any hundreds of people at that time frame. And I think that if we, you know, like, it's it's just like with having those those trans actors and actresses in those roles. Like, if we don't acknowledge that thing, we're gonna lose it. And so, I think it's important. And this is that I just I just find the ball culture fascinating. Like that show Legendary. I don't know if you watch that. Legendary. Legs. Oh my God! With Law Roach and like what's her face, Jamila Jamil with the bangs. Yes, Jamila Jamil. Oh, I know. What's her name? Jamila, Jamila Jamil. Jamil. But not everybody can pull off bangs, and she can very well. Yeah, that's the reason why she's on the show. You know what? She produces it, and bangs are hard. My favorite bangs are thing hard. about bangs, I've said this before, I think, maybe on this show. I know I've said <laughs> it to other people. Uh, but there's an episode of Will and Grace uh, where they were, they were Will and Grace were basically breaking up. I think the episode is called Homo Joe because they were saying, oh, we lost our Homo Joe. <laughs> oh. And they were getting back together, and uh, they found their, their path back. They were like, oh, you know what we need? We need to get our, back our Homo Joe. Uh, let's have a game night because game night, they always do yes, well. Yes, yes, yes. So you know, they're doing game night, and they're not, do, they're not clicking. They're actually losing to you know, their friends, and they're like, we always win because they're hyper competitive. And then they call a timeout. They're like, what's going on with this? They're like, well, we don't talk as much and we lost our home mojo. And then they go and then they hug and they're like, we're always going to stay in contact. They go back into the, the game and they pick up one clue and they say, bangs. And she's like, Nancy McKeon. And oh my gosh, she had great bangs. And it was true. It's bangs. True. Jamila Jamil. <laughs> now it's Jamila that's Jamil. It, that's for Your generation is Jamila Jamil. For you, it'll all be Jamila Jamil. For Thomas and I, all has been Nancy McKeon. Because she played Joel Palmnachek on. Who, uh, we still can say that is something that. Well, Chris can't do it because I'm not a whippersnapper. But I and she is. I think Joe is the lesbian. But anywho, 
When are they going to do a Facts to Life reboot? I don't even know. I'm still everyone's wait. dead. Huh? No, no I, not. I mean, Cloris Leachman. No, not, not everyone, oh but the 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 the, uh, the elderly. Yes, um, but they were old back then. No, that's offense. true. But Cloris no Leachman, they're and, dead. Cloris well, Leachman and uh, 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 what was her name? What's oh, Mrs. Garrett's shit. name? Mrs. Mrs. Garrett. Uh, Oh, what was Mrs. She had the I'm red not, hair. Mrs. Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Pause. I don't yes. know. This is a good time to honestly. Go to I the I don't know um, if that re- reboot would work because you've got a lot of. I mean, I feel like the gays would flock to you know that Charlotte Ray. Charlotte Ray. <laughs> oh, I was gonna guess that. I, I feel like the gays would flock to this reboot, but uh, Blair. <laughs> she's she's mm, she's not on our team. I don't think. Kim Fields is Kim Fields. No, Kim Fields was Kim Fields on uh, Real, Real Housewives? Housewives of Atlanta. Are is you she, kidding me? Okay, she. Yes, but I don't think all those Real Housewives are friends of ours either. No, but I, I'm gonna say Kim Fields is. Okay. Some of them Kim are. Fields is a little bit more conservative, but I do believe she is. Uh, and uh, uh, Mindy. Um, uh, she's. Mindy Co- I followed him all. Uh, Nancy Cohen is that her name? Yes. Yes. Mindy, she. Mindy Cohen. She. Is, she played. She, is, she played a hag in a couple she, of movies. Sorry, that's not a, appropriate term anymore. And, and she played a. Gay ally, I a gay you. ally, a queer I, ally, I love queer Mindy, ally. But it is still up. It's always up in the air as to what her act, what Mindy's, and that's a subject. Mindy Cohn, I love you, Mindy. But what she, but it's always up in the air as to what her own preference is in real life. Because oh, you she think is, she might be les, lesbian, honey? Huh? Mindy, I look at your Instagram. It's, it, you know what? It's, it's. Okay. You follow her on Instagram? Oh my God, I follow them all on Instagram. Are you kidding me? <laughs> And so you've left out. Okay, so one more. Keep going. You said Blair. You said Tootie. You said Nancy McKeon. Nancy McKeon. Joe. Okay, um, okay. We did Joe. Joe Blair. There was another one there for a bit, wasn't there? Well, we also had what's her face, the redhead. That would, but she was on the first episode of Big Sugar after the retooling. He has no idea that Whippersnapper. He's never heard of Facts of Life. Oh my God! I have no idea. uh, Wasn't River, Leah Riverdale the was, mom in Riverdale? Let young listeners. The mom watch, was uh, Leah DiCaprio in that? No. Who was the young boy? Who was the um? You're thinking of George Clooney was in there. George, George Clooney, George yes, Clooney I remember George there. Clooney. But there was oh, a you're thinking of, oh what's there was a little face? blonde kid yes, in there. Yes, and he yes, not but, Ricky Schroeder. Oh my God! No, you're thinking of. Hold on, give me a second because I've I've oh, obviously man. got a tab open for this. This is totally gone off a, a ten a tangent. I love it. That's why people do this. Facts of life. Take the if you'd like while I do that's why you people take, listen to you us. Take, we I can a, sing the entire theme song if you'd like while you're while you're searching. We'll say I'm. There was a blonde kid. I, it's okay. I know who you're talking about. It, it was Leo was, DiCaprio. It is. It was no. Not Leo was on Growing Pains. Leonardo DiCaprio. Show me that smile. I can also. I, I can also sing that. Chris also has no idea. I have like, no idea what you're talking about. No. Um, oh my good lord. When did well, these well, shows come out? I, in well, before you were before born. You were born. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So what you talking about? While we're doing that, uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works. If you need help with marketing, hire a freelancer. If you need help with building a website, hire a freelancer. If you need help with benchmarking and analysis, guess what? You can hire a freelancer. If you need help with hiring, because it is a tight labor market right now, 
Economy Works can help you find a recruiter at a low, low cost to find a uh, uh, your next your next employee. Economy Works believes in the power of connection and wants to connect you with its talent network. The talent network has over 1,000 years of experience, and it's growing in HR, marketing, IT, accounting, and other specialties. Economy Works. When we work, the yeah, economy works. works. You can find out more at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S.com. For those of you that took a bathroom break during the ad segment, which you shouldn't have, because you need to, <laughs> you can also to all take your uh, headphones um, with you. It's Molly Ringwald was the redhead, and Mackenzie Aston is the person you're talking about. I don't know him. I mean, I know him. You but... know him because he is the son of Patty Duke. Okay, what else was he in? Oh my God, I don't care. He's the son of Patty Duke and John Aston, who is the father of the original um, Adam's family. Oh. Uh, that was the snapping. That was snapping. Anywho, all the way back, three... You gave us snapping as a clue? You're welcome. Out of a family. Uh, the yes, Adams, I know. That The snapping is the... Uh, that is a yes, clue. Yes, I know. Okay, I fine. could write... Anywho, back 45 tangents ago, the House of <laughs> Impossible <book>. Beauties about... <laughs> Joseph... Or not about... By Joseph Casera. It's good because it not only shines the light onto a marginalized segment of, of the LGBTQ community, such as the ball culture, which is highly represented by the transgender com- culture, but also the Latino, Latinx segment in there. At that time, they were not represented because it was either white or black that was the heavily. And so the book highlights the the creation of the first, you know, like the extra- House of Extravaganza. The Latin, the Latino, Latinx, depending upon what time frame you're in, um, house, uh, the ball house, and so it's just it's a good because ball house, house, ball house, ball house. Is that a, I don't know, I don't know if I said that right, but anywho, yeah, I think it's just house. It's just house. house. Well, you know what I mean. And so it's it's just a really good look into what life is like because it's it's funny because they're having a blast. They're 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 chosen families. They're doing what they want to do. They're being themselves. They got kicked out. They got shunned by their society, but at the same time, they're dealing with what nobody, you know, what nobody wants to deal with. They're dealing with AIDS. They're dealing with poverty. They're dealing with all of this, but yet they still manage to find themselves in their community. And it's 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 one of those like bittersweet. It's very. I cried, but I cry a lot. So I mean, take that. For you what do it's that worth. normally. I cry at least once daily. <laughs> Seriously, who doesn't though? Really. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I cried. I don't. I can. It was this morning, probably. <laughs> I cry at least daily, willingly or not willingly. Oh, gosh. You don't cry when you're scrolling through Instagram, you see a sad thing, or you're scrolling through TikTok, no. you see a sad, sad TikTok, and you no. cry. Or if it's winter and it's a tissues commercial. Well, see, I, I, don't do, I don't do TikToks, first of all. Second of all, the Instagram, the reels that I follow are... Um, all gay men. No, they're uh, <laughs> dog videos. And normally they're not sad. There are a couple of them that oh are like gosh. that talk about the dog dying, and I'm like, on oh TikTok, boy! The and then I start crying. Every third dog video on TikTok is sad. But then wh- why are you watching them? Because TikTok- it makes me cry. They love their dog. Oh my god! Don't you're gonna make me cry thinking about it? Oh my god! I can't do this. <laughs> so anywho, I love to cry. This is a good book to cry. It's it's a good book, and I like it because it keeps that, like I said, pose. Paris is burning. It keeps that alive because I don't think we should forget that entire segment and i don't think there's enough uh about them as we look at all these things like current events which are very important but there's a whole like good 20 25 years that are being ignored 
Yeah, I know it. You're right. It um, books like that, po- shows like Pose are all all good uh, ways to remember a lost generation, right? Yeah, exactly. they, that's basically what it is because you don't know. I mean, so is it a fictional story? It is. It is one of those fictional. Well, it, technically, it's a work of fiction, but it, it does have like real life people in it. So, like if you if you watch Paris is Burning, some of those names are going to be the same. Yeah. And if you watch Pose, you're going to recognize some recognize some of those. You better recognize. You better, you better yeah, recognize like, the house down boot hunting. You yeah. better recognize. I was talking to the boyfriend. Shout out Joshua. Um, oh about oh Paris is Burning. Oh you see what I did? Is my chair being replaced? I, I slid it in. Oh, uh-huh. I'm sorry. because oh, he's a T.O.P. Now. Uh, no. <laughs> You're down with T.O.P. Yeah, you know me. You're down with T.O.P. I asked him if he had seen Paris is Burning, and he was, he was iffy. He said he had, so I'm going to have to force him to watch it yep. while I cry. And But it's it, like if you watch Pose, a lot of that comes from Paris is Burning. If you watch if those, some of those storylines are very real plot lines that actually occurred, which are also dealt with in the book. So, Bam. I'm gonna take a drink now. So okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I like the way I like. Uh, I appreciate the way you described it. It was like, oh, it's you know, some of it's based in reality, some of it's exaggeration, some of it's fictional. I mean, that describes a drag queen and perfect. Exactly. Like, that what, is a drag queen. That, you know, what is real? It's. I mean, some of it's real, some of it's not. But right. It's all based in whatever. You know? I mean, I've reality. talked about it before. That like, whenever I put on Dixie, there's a version of Chris that jumps out that. Chris never gets to really do, oh, which okay, not, no, 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 it's not <laughs> like cry worthy. That, you could do that with your talk, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm perpetually angry. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually specifically <laughs> like that doesn't that part doesn't have to come out if being, you just talk. Being more vocal about my opinions on things, mm. it's just like well, when I have this mask on, which is not really that much of a mask, it's like well, I'm suddenly a different person. Oh, able to do things. Well, so we're getting the filtered version of Chris. Oh my yeah. god, that's a problem, oh, okay. right? All right. Um, but no, like, I mean, perfect instance was when uh, some bitch cut me in line after I performed the first week at, uh, drag it on back in the day. Uh, and I fully was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? (laughs) Uh, I'm like, do you think you're gonna get a drink before me? Because I I just came <laughs> off that stage and performed. Like, I need a drink. Get out of my way. I feel like Dixie's a bit more cheeky than Chris. Like, Chris can be a bit. Uh, like, Chris has the same uh, angst. Uh-huh. You have the same angst, okay. but uh, like. If you're if you're in drag, it's a bit fun. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, she's a drag queen. She's a drag queen. Like, she's she's allowed to be meaner. Yeah, yeah. And like I mean, you do it in real life, then you're like, wow, she's a, she's being a dick right now. But in yeah. uh, and you do it like in drag, you're like, oh, that's fun. No, it's just a give drag me. Let me give queen. her a dollar. Yeah, let's oh, give you funny. She is. <laughs> let me give her a dollar. <laughs> What's your name? Dick- oh my gosh, Dixie I love it. Dixie oh my so gosh, funny. I get it now. Uh-huh. Dick Good is erect. I love it. Dixie, you can't say that you're canceled now. Oh my god, can't be, oh, no. can't be Dixie. I've been Dixie has been canceled too many oh. times. But Dixie, how many things can you get around? Not artist, just for your personality. The artist formerly uh, known as Dixie, right? I say you, you call her symbol. That's what you. <gasps> uh, need what? Oh, you need a symbol. He doesn't That's know that what it reference is. either. He does. Oh my god, he's too young. You remember we we called him Prince. Yes. Well, he okay. knows him as Prince. Yes, Prince. And he went by a symbol that you can't pronounce. And he was called the artist formerly as Prince. And it looked like a fancy ampersand with a lot of points in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what you need. You need a symbol. I always a thought symbol. it was a treble clap. But Ooh. ampersand, I like that. Okay. You, you need sure? a symbol. Was it and an ampersand we... or was it a treble clap? There's two, those oh, wait, are two no, different ampers- things. Wait, I don't know. 
I'm going to pull it up. For another time. No uh, Basically, but, the point is you need a symbol and you won't be dicks anymore. You'll just be the artist. I say artistic. he should be pussy wrecked. Ooh, that was what I'm I was going to name any drag wrecked. daughter or sister I well, wasn't going to ever have. And I never did that because I'm not. Because <laughs> I'm not that kind, not of, that kind girl. of girl. I'll never be glamour. Speaking true. of girls, can I talk about LPAC? That's not none of those things that you guys just mentioned are true. It's not. But it's not my, an ampersand. In or, my head, it looked uh, more like an ampersand. <laughs> uh, to me, it looked more like a trouble like craft a than an ampersand. symbol. Sorry, Prince. <laughs> He's dead. Another another time that you're like he, uh, offending people. He died. They're, he died. He might no, have, oh nobody shit. died. Nobody, nobody died. was killed. Nobody. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> speaking of women, El Pac. Not I keep one because maybe it's my Latino accent. Uh, El Pac. El, El, El <laughs> as in l- lesbian. PAC. It's the Los Gibbities. Yeah, this, so this uh, political action committee was founded, Super PAC was founded on July 11th, 2012. 2012. Uh, 20, I keep doing it again. <laughs> 2012. Thank 2012. You. Here we go. 2012. At least you called me out this time instead of like, hey, just go through the whole show. And say like, it multiple times. By the way, you know, for the last <laughs> 97 minutes, you've said 2012. And guess what? I'm going to say it again. You're probably going to say it again. Um, yeah, so this uh, political action committee was founded in, uh, in 2012. Uh-huh. Um, it was a new political action committee. It was founded by Urveshi Vade, who we've talked about before on this podcast. And it was backed by Jane Lynch, who, if you remember, in 2020. Got him. <laughs> Twenty twelve. Uh, Jane Lynch, like she was on Glee. Glee, yeah, she was all up in the like. She was in the. She was. I guess she's. St- is she still hosting? Dusty would know. You won't know. Uh, a talk show. She was hosting a game show. She was all over Glee. She was a bunch of movies, TV yeah, she shows, was a lot of stuff. She was that all time. over the place. So Jane Lynch was like had a high profile um, um, presence uh, in the in the the pop culture world um billy jean king who we know from you know great tennis fame we've talked also talked about it on this podcast and laura ricketts uh who um do you know laura i've heard the name before yeah she's a co-owner of uh the chicago cubs she's the daughter of a uh a man um Okay. <laughs> who who is a who Joe Ricketts, who's a very pro Republican businessman. Oh. And so she is not Republican. Yeah. She was actually a big supporter of the Obama uh campaign. And so, Thanks, so, so you've got Urveshi Vade, who's uh this big, you know, long time uh lesbian activist, um gay rights, LGBTQ rights activist, but a very proud lesbian, a very proud woman, Jane Lynch, Billie Jean King and Laura Ricketts, all starting this political action committee. I mean, think about it. Like there's always all sorts of political action committees, but this one founded by like strong, powerful, like notable lesbian women. And, you know, if we think back to our, our political history, um, you know, lesbians are kind of, I don't want to say the, like, cause I don't want to discredit any of the gay men, but lesbians mm-hmm. were kind of like a consistent force, uh, and a they almost a backbone so lives and yeah. well not necessarily like saved. No, they did during the AIDS crisis. Saved, but took care of people is what I was yeah. going to say. Like yeah. um, even when lives were going to be lost, they were with them till the end. Yeah, I mean, so these lesbians have been like like 
not these lesbians, these lesbians that are starting this are just kind of a culmination of all the work that lesbians have been doing in the LGBTQ community, almost like essentially being the backbone, like right. the lifeblood of, of uh, well, you know, gay men, particularly as we suffered through the AIDS crisis in the 80s. So to see these women come together, albeit, you know, all these years later from when the start of the, like, the LGBTQ rights movement happened in the um, 50s, 60s, and 70s to, to finally get to 2012 and start this political action committee. You said 2012. Yay! You better work. <laughs> so they started this pack with the goal to elect pro-lesbian, pro-women candidates, and their goal was to raise $1 million uh, for the 2012 elections. And on the first day that they started, again on July 11th, 2012. <laughs> Just kidding. They raised two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you better work. Jane Lynch, when she started this, she said it's uh, when she helped start this. She's like it was important to elect leaders who care about issues that impact women and their families. Uh, Billie Jean King of tennis fame, right? Again, who we've talked about. She said members of the LGBTQ community are inspirational leaders and role models in every aspect of American life, from education to entertainment, from sports to science. The formation of LPAC provides lesbians in the entire LGBTQ, LGBTQ, LGBT, I'm used to saying Q, but in this mm-hmm. quote, it only says LGBT, yeah. mm-hmm. LGBT community 2012, a, a, a new stronger voice and a real ad, uh, uh, respected, uh, a, a real respected seat at the table where when politicians make policy that uh, impacts our lives. So um, a big deal. Laura Rickards, as I mentioned, Laura Ricketts, as I mentioned, she was the daughter of Joe Ricketts. It was it was a big deal because again she's affiliated with this um, this uh, uh, this big uh, major league baseball uh, organization, the Chicago Cubs, and her dad being a his fingers and all sorts of you know pro Republican stuff. Uh, for yeah. her to come out, I and bet this, he put his fingers in there. Yeah, he oh, did. Yeah. Uh, for her to come out and uh, support this LPAC was again a big deal. Um, their uh, goal was to support candidates regardless of p- party affiliation, gender, or LGBTQ plus identity. Um, they, so they were going to support anyone, but they they, they had very clear uh, guidelines in terms of who they were going to support. The candidates they were supporting had to support ending discrimination against LGBT against the LGBT community uh they had to be for protecting access to reproductive freedom and health care abortion uh and furthering social racial and economic justices uh economic justice so how much uh you know how many republicans do you think that that do that None. None. <laughs> so, uh, sure, yes, there were other LGBTQ PACs. You had HRC, the Human Rights Campaign. You know, we've had HRC rep on our show. We had um, uh, um, Tom Jacobs on here talking about, early on, talking about HRC. Victory Fund, who we've had Anise Parker, CEO of the, LG- yes. uh, of the LGBTQ Victory Fund, talk to us about that great organization. Um, we've so, had a lot of amusing amazing people in this i mean yeah. i'm yeah. not trying to brag but we kind well, of i'm bragging yeah. i'm bragging but then you know lpac so maybe uh jane lynch if you want to join hey, us hey let me just call hey, her jane. up real fast i mean i definitely tried for uh little nas x but i'll get carol ricketts haven't haven't heard uh, billy jean king i mean she's speaking of like transphobic thing she's she's been in the spin for that as well but um i mean it'd be interesting to get a take like uh so i'm just saying if you want to get into her slide into her dms chris by all means um unashamedly so yes you have hrc you have victory fund but lpac Mm -hmm. was one of the the first 
PAC, Political Organization uh, Committee, a uh, Political Action Committee, rather, uh, the first to specifically target lesbians. Lesbians! Lesbians, we're, we're all, all thinking, thinking it. it. Bridesmaids. Uh, um, and sure, yes, you had a women's focused uh, organization, a PAC, Emily's List, who I get emails like five times a day from. Uh, but LPAC was the first one to target lesbians. So we love it. Love it, love it, love it. Love it, um, love it. Early on, so Is that 20. What the L stands for? Love it. Love it, pack. Love, love it. it, pack. They endorsed, they're not a gay pack, they're a lesbian. They're well, a lesbian. lesbian. Uh, um, they endorsed, uh, one of their first big like endorsements was Tammy Baldwin. Uh, Tammy Baldwin <gasps> in 2012 mm-hmm. became the first yes. lesbian. Um, you heard that? No. <laughs> uh, she I never. I no, Rue, never. No. She, she was what? the first lesbian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lesbian uh lesbian uh she was the first woman first person in the senate to be let's try this again i'm reading my notes and i like that i did not reward that properly so that's why i'm kind of getting thrown off um she was the first openly lgbtq person elected to the senate there you go. yay we did it the economy works when we were oh wait sorry yeah. wrong one. <laughs> Um, so really their goal, LPAC's goal was there to, was all about engagement and having a more powerful voice, uh, in the conversation about issues that affected them, uh, in particular women's voices, they, they get lost and overshadowed. And so they wanted to see candidates that represent themselves in their own words. So they were looking to create a a place, uh, a voice and a seat at the table. And so that's why they went down this journey and started again, um, endorsing candidates like Tammy Baldwin, um, again, on their first day two hundred thousand dollars that they raised now 90 percent of that came a lot of lesbians came from the gay gay community so but lots of support one trillion dollars in financial spilling spending abilities let's do it so they've come a long way so 10 years i mean think about it like i'm like oh 2012 that was just a day the other and i'm like well, now it's 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. They're the ones holding the signs, right? Uh, I mean, think about this. Like, I I feel like when we're talking about protests, it's usually it's men are there, but I mean, like the one like the ones the that ones are most driving the forces are women. You, yeah, but mm-hmm. so I want to say that I think that a major force of like strong organized protesters has always been women. Learning about agree, the, yeah. U.S. history uh, specifically. Um, and how like suffragettes were around since the I, I mean for forever, but like 1830s was when I remember like the the point in in history that they started like organizing and they were super organized and they were do getting shit done all the way up to the 1920s before the right to vote and then all the way through feminist movements up until the 70s and 80s for so they could get bank accounts and jobs like. 
I think that's how. I mean, I think that's Take how it is. Though, like the true. That's crazy. It's true. It's it, the, it the, the eighties, wasn't it? It was no, the eighties that like, they couldn't have bank accounts. Well, no, it, it like it, it is just true. It's like I think that though. I think when we 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 talk about women's rights and lesbians, like we forget that like you know we talk about trans like they're women, so like their rights go back like. Women have not had a lot of the same rights we, quote-unquote, I'm doing finger quotes, take for granted for very long. Like, Mm -hmm. voting. Opening a fucking bank account. Just over 100 years for voting. That's that's really a... Like, if... In the grand scheme of... When you, you, like, wait, to, to, to back it up, like... When you look at dinosaurs, they say like like dinosaurs were like on Earth, you know, like sixty five million years for ago. longer than people have, you know, like it's a blip. Like think of like the the amount of time women have had the right to even say, "Hey, I like you better than you." Oh yeah, like, according to the Supreme Court, up. that hasn't that would probably not be sustainable as a long enough period. That's why I'm not. You look at the history of. Of you know the country and the world, like the laws have not been stacked. So the they they could use the, they could take that logic and uh, of Roe v. Wade to also repeal women's right to vote they because really they're like could. most of the most of the period of history did not have grant women's uh, a right to vote. So or therefore, the argument saying that it wasn't like explicitly stated in the Constitution. Well, that would be the difference, right? Because this in in this case, I mean, I. Uh, like women's rights are now like the right to vote is codified in the constitution yes. right uh, lgbtq rights that's the thing that kind of scares me a little bit i'm like even if we passed a version of the equality act it's still not in the constitution so yes. could a supreme court be like well it's, it's, it's not a constitutional yes. amendment yeah but the right to not drink alcohol was in the constitution Exactly, that's but, freaking know, crazy. crazy. It just tells you how crazy things can get. Crazy. Uh, that was a hundred years ago as well. Crazy girl. Um, <laughs> I knew that would get you. You crazy. LPAC girl. has endorsed a number of candidates at the federal, state, and local levels. Uh, you know, people of all race, color, uh, gender identities. Um, Danica Rome of the Virginia State Legislature. Lori Lightfoot, who's a mayor of Chicago. Kate Brown, governor of Oregon. Uh, you know. The, these are you know LGBTQ identifying, uh, but they also straight folks uh, and allies to the community. Stacey Abrams, um, they endorsed her for governor uh, when she was running back in 2018. Um, and uh, Barack Obama, uh, they endorsed Hillary Clinton when they were running for for president. Um, they've been endorsed. I mentioned Tammy Baldwin, yeah. Kirsten Cinema, who, you know, we just all love right now oh, these days, yes. right? Thank you, Arizona Senator. I mean, we've talked about her on this podcast. I do have a special place a little bit in my heart. I do have I do have a like not listen. Let me let me restate this about <laughs> Kirsten Cinema. She she is a seems to be a <clears throat> a workhorse which yes. I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um yes. she getting her she's money. She's a Senate Got a PhD, does Ironman, uh, does <laughs> Ironman races. So I'm like, I, I, I does respect Ironman. Doesn't does Ironman races? <laughs> I respect that. Okay, uh, but um, that's a different different situation. But but that's you. But she needs to get her priorities straight. If you ask, yeah, if you if you want to ask me, but she's not straight. Uh, yeah. She needs to get her priorities in order. Uh, there, yeah. there you go. Well, my eyes are, well, my eyes are. Um, so, yes, t- they. <laughs> 
Today, the organization continues to support uh, women, LGBTQ candidates, allied candidates, uh, again, that are committed to their mission. It, it, the organization is headed by Lisa Turner. Uh, Laura Ricketts, again, mentioned of the Chicago Cubs fame. Uh, she is the, now the chair of the board. Rashi Vade, who is still a member, uh, a board member. Uh, she was a founding member, still a board member today. Um, interesting, Mary Trump, you know her from uh, mm-hmm. our last president. She's on the board of directors there for this uh, organization as well. Um, this organization, LPAC, is a, is you know key to tapping into LGBTQ women's rights uh, or women's appetite for taking political action. Um, f- and for organizations, candidates, and campaigns to speak out on the issues they care about most, which are racism, health care, and the environment, LGBTQ rights, gun control, and abortion access. So they've th- this this um, organization has expanded its scope a bit, right? Um, gun control, that's an, I don't say an interesting one, but it's a new one, right? Doesn't, it, that's a so, one, yeah. doesn't fit into women's rights no, or LGBTQ or else, quality yeah. or access to health care. But it is something that I think, I mean, you could argue, uh, and I'm sure most people, People, some people, not most people, some people would argue that gun control uh, could be a healthcare issue, like given how many people die of mm-hmm. gun, yeah, gun yeah. violence. And um, I think it's a women's uh, issue as well, since uh, women die from gun violence from exactly. uh, partners all the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's a yeah it's, it's bridges the yeah it's across yeah. Yeah. it's intersectionality I like using oh. that word Ooh, oh <laughs> she learned a word I like uh, using that yeah. word uh, today um, LPAC realizes that though that LGBTQ women are not a monolith they are significant differences by race and age when it comes to how intensely they are motivated by issues uh, partly because of intersectionality. Many of the 6 million plus LGBTQ women in the U.S. seek representatives in government who look like them and share their experiences, especially Latina, oh, oh, La- uh, Latina. queer women. So these women are motivated. Uh, granted, 6 million folks, uh, not the like, huge portion of, of the population, but they will go out and, mot- uh, and, and, and work, right? So that is key because uh, six million women working hard uh to, i mean that's, i mean that's a big, a big deal we you know this community is going to need those six million women mm-hmm. to uh go march in the streets and phone bank and text people work. yes you better queer or interesting as fact britney spears <clears throat> says you gotta work bitch, bitch. Oh um, my God, that's my favorite interestingly that this uh lpac <laughs> is also in their study that they recently did uh, noted that queer women and non-binary adults are more likely than straight women to say they are interested in taking political action and are also more motiv- motivated to vote. So, like that, let's hope that motivation to vote uh, transcends all of the Outward, LGBTQ yeah. community and our allies, so that we can make things happen. So, LPAC has been around for ten years. I mean, it's, it's it's crazy because I think like crazy. It's crazy. You, you crazy, crazy girl. You crazy. Oh, man, that's one of my favorites. I, do. And say, I say it at least once daily. <laughs> Don't, I, mean, I say it to Bailey constantly. <laughs> you crazy I girl. I think it's crazy, but also ridiculous. In fact, like, once again, we go back to, like, the House and Possibilities. I don't, did I say booties or beauties? You said booties, but... Oh, shit. Possible impossibilities. Impossibilities. In 2012, we've got impossibilities. In 2012, we got It's almost like we have beverages sometimes. Yeah. Like, never. It's, it's, oh, here we, never. here we are talking about, like, you said 10 years, like, but once again, 
lesbians, women, the 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 like minority of the minority of the minority are the ones that are getting shit done. And like, you know, we can say, you know, when you look on Instagram, who who pops up when you type up gay? It's like some cut cis white White guy which is okay whatever i'm not gonna comment but like that's that's the face of it but really that's what it looks like but what's behind the scenes are all of these lesbians these these people of color these absolutely these people that are working their ass off these transgender that are that are like out there like living it and doing it and but i've already had two i mentioned that that uh we you know we've talked about our collaboration partners the lgbt chamber of commerce Uh uh-huh that is run by Tammy Wallace, and she works the shit down. She of that. does. She you know, does. That, I mean, I mean she is making like progress in this community and advancing the LGBTQ community in it's, the Houston, greater Houston area. And you know, we've had her on a guest. So if you want to hear it from herself, mm-hmm. you can watch you listen to that episode. Early I think it just days. goes to show, OG like, guest. like OG while we guest. sit here, we talk about you know we're cisgender, like it's 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 a community thing. But like we have to acknowledge the fact that like it's sometimes you know. It's the people that have the the most uh, that are the most prejudiced against or the most downtrodden that are doing the bulk of the work. Sadly, that that don't get the bulk of the the biggest cut of the pie. The bi- yeah, exactly. It's, I, I mean, know, it's, and you, you know, it's like thank and you. it's like what you said earlier with uh, with gay men that you think that we might have gotten lazy in the past seven years, and I actually absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. That gay men are not quite as active as they used to be before, like twenty fifteen, when we got the right to to get married. That and I'm not saying that we're not. Uh, but I'm saying that it's almost like, oh, well, we kind of got like a, a right that we we're fighting for. Let's go brunch. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like we. It's Let's like, go to no, brunch. The fight doesn't stop. You know, it. You these fights, as we saw with Road, Road, Road. You got Road what you the want, way. but not everybody has exactly. It's not Forty-nine equal. years, even down the road, it was still able to be it's taken still back. Not so, equal. and it's like, uh, it's, yeah, it's and yeah, it's just the it's, fight continues. I think that it's. It's like again with the with the book. It's just like these people that are the ones that are out there. Oh shit! Oh, my <gasps> wedding there. ring. Oh I went. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, god! I, it's it's the people that are. <laughs> he shit. said it on air. I know. Oh lord! It's the people that are out there, like that you know that don't necessarily. They're the ones like we're seeing their benefits now. You know, like you know they're out there doing it. We're out there with them, but like they're gonna see the benefits years from now. And I think I think. It's those under under marginalized or under I don't know the word under marginalized and marginal, or underrepresented underserved, underserved. that are the ones that are working the hardest because they know they have the furthest to catch up. They know like every every victory is just a step for them. While we're like you said, like what Chris said, we back some people back off. Oh, we got this. Oh, I'm gonna sit back and relax. No, there that's that's just another step up the ladder from them. They still have further to go, and it's just. I feel a little bit like, you know, there's a, maybe Chris, you know, this, this reference, Austin Powers. I do. Oh my God. Beyonce was in it. She was. There was, uh, in one of the Austin (laughs) Powers movies, there was a scene where a tractor is coming towards like one of the little minions and the the guy's just standing there and says, wait, no. And everyone's just yelling like, get out of the way, get out of the way. And he's like, no, like this, this thing is like probably two football fields away. This big tractor that's about to run him over. He's like, no, he's just staring at it, hand out, like pressing to stop easily. He could have ran out of the way. Mm. Everyone's yelling for him to get out of the way. He's just yelling. No. 
And that tractor eventually runs him over. I feel like that's the scenario that we're in yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, well, I don't know what we're going to do about it. Like, we have to do something. So let's rally. I don't know what that is. I don't, I'm, mm-hmm. This is not a... The worst is when people say, you can't run over all of us. Oh, they absolutely will. Yeah, they will. This, they this will. is not a direct back, call for action. Reverse back, reverse We've back. got to figure this out. Like, I think we're all a bit stunned because even as I've asked people, like, what's, like, how about this? How about this? And they're like, well, we're, you know, we're all kind of waiting for someone to tell us what to do. Um, I think and we demoralized, too. There's no time to be demoralized. No. I mean, Wait, there's no, a little bit, like, you know, this is a. I hate to use the word like battle because this is why it's I get a war, uh, not no, a no, battle. No, no, but I get <laughs> I I get concerned about that because that is what the conservative like mm. the Trumpers are using that and not in a in a, mm. in a in a in a in a figurative sense. They are using that in a literal sense. They have guns. They are trying to oh, that, shit. and I'm not trying to fight that battle, right? Because they go on great militia. Because then the alternative is like if you realize if you go down to that path and say, hey. um they have guns and we have to like they're ready to fire them then you have to you have to the smart person will say well then how do you respond to that right you 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 return force in kind that's what you do if you're in yeah. war and i i don't want to concede that we're there yet and you yeah. know i may be naive in doing that but we do have to mobilize in a different way and uh we got to dust off and march forward whether that's literally whether that's through marching through our social media channels whether that's you know, joining phone banks, uh, or text banks, or block walks for your political candidate. Um, but in the words of Britney Spears, "You better work, bitch." You better work, bitch. Oh my god, that's my favorite Britney Spears song. That's what I listen to every time I go to the gym. Is Britney Spears my Britney Spears uh, mix? When's the last time you went to the gym? Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it was just yesterday. Oh my Thank god. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you need multiple cubes of ice for that drink because you just got Oh burned. my god. <laughs> oh, that was spicy. Jesus Christ. I can tell you look a little flexed. Like, oh oh no, the, don't come out. No. I, I see the rip. The, 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 There's the no ripping the here. The only ripping here is off my pants because they're too tight. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a, it was just a, you know, you set it up for the joke. I had to take it. We've been so nice. We were like so serious. Like, go fight, go vote. Like, come on. We got to tear each other down every once We got to have a little fun, right? <laughs> if you can't read yourself, you're a podcast host. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening to our podcast podcast and kicking with this a special thank you to the guy who keeps our sound in check spencer uh don't forget to subscribe you can find spencer rather because you, you know where to find us but don't forget to subscribe to spencer's podcast he's there joined with uh because it's a spencer and chris podcast um known as known as what our spooby podcast and you have to check with him on that because there might be an asterisk on that both y'all's name both y'all's names are on the shirt (laughs) on the logo (laughs) yes we are on the our spooby podcast uh podcast uh we talk about scary stuff and we somehow make it fun and we also go on 70 million tangents like dusty does so um, hey i do Hey, uh, so that's our spoopy podcast at Instagram, our uh, dot com, our, our spoopy spoop. on Twitter, our spoop on Facebook, and our spoopy podcast at gmail.com. All right, well, that's it, ladies. It was fun to kiki. I, as, as usual, I'm like, uh, always 
like pleased to have this discussion with you all. Like it is a good like, especially with everything going on, is a good way to kind of get things out. People are like, "How are you dealing with all the stress?" And I'm like, "I have a podcast. I talk about yeah, it on the podcast. Right. You want to know a, how I talk about it? Let's talk on the podcast. I have a podcast, podcast with some friends. Like and subscribe. And we just <laughs> we just talk about stuff, so we get to spit it out and throw it all out there. I mean, it's 2020, 2022. 2020, Back in 2012, I didn't have this opportunity, but oh. now in 2022, I do. So with that, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it.